you guys I love Greece so much and we are in the midst of summer over here in hot brutal sunny California not that I'm complaining but I must say that my most favorite part of summer is definitely the summer nights you see what I did there <laughs> oh my gosh you guys I was literally obsessed with Greece in the fourth grade my teacher Miss Knox made me get up in front of the whole class and sing along to Hopelessly Devoted to You, and I was mortified. But I loved her, and I forgave her. And now yours truly, the hummingbird, digresses. So, how is everyone feeling today as we are in the midst of this crazy global pandemic on day 8059. I'm just kidding, but I actually don't know how many days we're in it now, but I gotta say it definitely feels like it's 8059, which can completely wreak havoc on us, right? In every way, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. I mean, times are so uncertain right now, and that can absolutely leave us in fear. And last week, we talked about fear in episode 16, Invite Fear to Dinner, where we took an in-depth look at fear and how it can hold us back from moving towards our goals, right? Our dreams and having happier lives. So today, I want to welcome you to Spiritual Alchemy with me, your host, Erica Eleniak. And this is episode number 17, Ego is edging God out. And that awesome acronym comes to us by and from the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I have always been a huge fan of his work. He is um, one of my favorite motivational speakers and self-help authors. So he gives us that ego is edging God out. And I wanna to talk today about how our ego plays a big role in our lives, okay? So first of all, what is ego? Well, most people, when they hear the word ego, they think automatically that it means being conceited or stuck up. You know, oh, she thinks she's so hot or he thinks he's so cool. Arrogant. Yes, arrogant. And sometimes that can be accurate. I mean, we all know that guy. But that is only one small aspect of the ego. The simple dictionary definition is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So when we use the simple definition of ego, right, she has a very big ego, then we're saying that that person is too full of himself, right? And sometimes, as, as we've said, this can be applicable when someone is being conceited. But I do feel sometimes that that is not the case. And it actually bothers me when this is applied to someone who simply has good self-confidence. So for me growing up, okay, I come from a, a line of self-deprecating matriarchs. 
My grandmother and my mom were definitely not horn tutors, you guys. In fact, it was rather frowned upon to speak highly of oneself, right? So if, for example, I complimented myself perhaps on the way I looked on a certain day, my mother's eyes would definitely be rolling with an attitude of, if you do say so yourself. So not a lot of horn tooting going on when I was growing up. Um, let's look at a couple examples of a healthy, self-confident ego and an inflated, out-of-balance ego, okay? So here's the first example of the healthy ego. I am so proud of myself, you guys. I finished my project early, and I'm really pleased with the way it came out. I really believe that will be a great contribution for my fellow artists, and it might even inspire someone else. Okay, now here is the inflated ego. I am so proud of myself, you guys. Not only did I finish my project before anyone else did, it's better than everyone else's, and honestly, they shouldn't have even bothered making theirs because mine will put theirs to shame. Huh. <laughs> okay. While a bit exaggerated, my examples are, but you, you can see that in the first example, I felt good about what I accomplished, and I was inclusive of everyone else as well. In the second example, I was not only selfish, but I was very mean-spirited. I felt the need to put other people down in order to lift myself up, instead of lifting myself up and bringing others up with me. So that, I think, is simple enough to understand, right? That's basically based on the simple definition in the dictionary of the ego. But now... Let's take a look at the dictionary's deeper definition. So it says that the ego is the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. Huh? I know. It's a lot. So what I want to do now is for us to listen to... Eckhart Tolle, who is one of my favorite, favorite, great spiritual master teachers. He's a best-selling author. I highly recommend anything and everything he's written. Eckhart Tolle will now explain what the ego is. You identify with thinking, and the identification with thinking becomes ego, which means simply that you believe in every thought that arises and you derive your sense of who you are from, the, from what your mind is telling you who you are. Opinions, viewpoints of that's me, that's some people talk to themselves and you are, oh, you are so good. <laughs> Why doesn't the world recognize you? Or the mind says, you're no good. Same thing. You're no good at all. You, you never, you fail at everything, don't you? Again, and then you believe in it. And then you suddenly have a low view of yourself. Why you have a low view? Because you believed in your thoughts. And why, why are you thinking those thoughts? Probably you picked them up somewhere, maybe in childhood. Maybe your mom was so stressed out that you said you're no good. And so you pick up certain thoughts and they get stuck in your head. Okay, so basically, this means that the ego is constantly judging and assessing and labeling 
other people, situations, circumstances we see or we're in, our environment, etc. Based on these judgments or the thoughts that we have about them, the ego decides what works and what doesn't work for you, like a filter. Okay, if you did happen to listen to episode number 16, Invite Fear to Dinner, you'll recall that we spoke about fear as an actual character wanting to keep us safe. Ego, in much the same way, is like your personal mediator, filtering in and out information and using that information as personal building blocks that make up your individual identity. So, for example, we might make judgments on styles of clothing we like and those we don't like, music we like, attitudes of people we see that we don't like. We're always taking information in and out and we're judging and we're assessing it, right? And when we think of ego in this way, we can see why it is important to us. It helps us to establish what is useful and important and those beliefs become a part of our unique identity. But we can also see that when our ego is skewed and not kept in check, we can create hot messes wherever we go, you guys, and burn a lot of bridges, right? I mean, everyone's thoughts and beliefs are different. My thoughts are different than your thoughts, and your thoughts are different than your neighbor's thoughts, and so on and so on, which means we're all going to have a really different perception about things. So this is, ego is your conscious thinking mind that is unique to you. Now, I do believe that it is very important to be self-confident and self-assured and self-loving. These are necessary beliefs if we want to be and feel strong, successful, and happy in our lives, right? Self-confidence is imperative for our well-being. For me personally, I'm raising a 14-year-old daughter, and it is especially important to me for her. Um, I want her to not only accept, but to embrace her uniqueness and her talents and her abilities. So my daughter is incredibly creative and inventive. She always has been since she was really little. And she invents the coolest things in our house. Uh, I could walk into our bathroom and find that she's added a water faucet extension that made our sink turn into like this cool trough. Um, in fact, we were out at a restaurant once and we saw this really cool sink. So when we got home, she created an extension to make our sink the same. And she was about 10 years old. Okay. So while she might think that this is uh, a strange attribute, it is my job as her mom to let her know how cool and interesting. And yes, I am tooting her horn that that quality really is and how it might manifest into a really cool, amazing future one day. I mean, who knows, right? And teenagers are feeling so scrutinized for absolutely everything they do and say today, especially how they look. And with so much exposure, you guys, on social media, we as parents have to be very aware and supportive of what is going on with our kids, right? We need to lift them up. We need to encourage their differences so that they develop healthy egos and self-confidence. Developing your ego in a healthy way so that you trust and believe in yourself is crucial to your well-being and happiness. So we see that, but now let's look more closely at the acronym. Edging God out. Given all the definitions of ego that we've just discussed, right? The simple and the complex and, and we've elaborated. Can we see how edging God out 
applies. When we let our ego run the show, without spirit acting as the compass, our guide, right? We can get ourselves into serious trouble, and I'm definitely speaking for myself. The ego starts listening to our crazy chatter, or as I like to call it, monkey mind, which can take over and really overwhelm us and confuse us. And then instead of our ego being that healthy mediator and filter that we talked about, we get a crazy judge not ruling in our favor and making some very bad decisions for us. So I want to share a little story with you guys about some of the best advice that I've ever been given at a time when I needed it the most. It was given to me by my dad. And I was fighting for the custody of my child and the right to relocate her um, back to the United States because we were abroad in Canada. And I was literally engaged in the trial of my life. I was really, really scared. And my ego was absolutely out of control and completely out of balance. I was so focused on why I was the fit parent and he wasn't and why I was right and he wasn't. And of course, all the evidence that supported those beliefs. And then the what ifs came in and just overwhelmed me, you guys. I was tapped out in every way, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, just exhausted. And my dad said to me, Erica, all you have to do is stay focused on the truth the truth of the situation. And that truth was what was needed for the highest good of my daughter. What do I mean by highest good? You guys will hear me say it a lot. That means the very best possible outcome and scenario for my child, for the situation, for all involved. That's it. It's not about my truth. It's not about his truth. Just focusing on the highest good of my child, period. And that advice immediately reminded me to stop, get still, breathe, ask spirit for guidance, and ask and thank spirit to reveal and make known to me the highest good for my daughter and the rest of everything else would take care of itself. Everything would fall into place. That's what my dad told me. And he was right. Everything I did. I was granted sole custody of my daughter and the right to relocate her to the United States, thus keeping her safe and protected. And I use that uh, now, you guys, all the time. Whenever I'm unsure I always use that. What is the truth of the situation? What is the highest good for everybody involved? And absolutely, no matter what your circumstances are, you pray, you thank the universe, you thank spirit for the highest good of the situation and for revealing that to you. When we do that, we take a step back and we're actually being a witness to the situation, right? We're really kind of detaching and we're asking spirit to reveal the truth about it. And then our ego becomes that truth filter for us, becomes a really good ally for us. So looking at this a little more summarized, if you will, how do we keep our ego in check and healthy so that we are not edging God out? 
We edge God out when we think from a place of selfishness rather than focusing on the truth for the highest good of the situation. We need our ego to help us create and stay true to our authentic and real selves. Your ego is not a bad thing. It is your filter and it will help you stay true to who you are if you listen and ask for that spirit guidance and the highest good of the situation. Your ego can be your ally, but it might be out of balance and you might be edging God out if you're feeling jealous, if you have a persistent need to be right all the time, if winning at all costs is important to you. So if you're in those spaces, you are probably edging God out. What do we do? Because we all get there, you guys. We're human beings, and we all have those moments. Of course we do. If you recall the earlier episodes, I will talk to you all day long about carpool and the inner rage it brought out. Okay, so here are some of the steps to bring ego back into balance. Listen. Truly listen to others when they're speaking to you. Do not interrupt and don't be thinking about your response while they're still talking. Truly listen. Suspend judgment. Ask questions. And make sure that you understand the other person's point of view and where they're coming from before you discern and form your opinion. Okay, so this kind of information collecting helps you to develop skills of discernment rather than judgment. Discernment helps you make the best and most informed, educated decision, while judgment is hasty and causes you to condemn another. Most importantly to me, remember, get still. Take a good, long, cleansing breath. In through your nose, breathing in all that is good spirit and breathing out all that no longer serves you. Do it three times if you can, because then you're also going to slow your heart rate down. And remember, be the witness to the situation. Thanks, spirit, for revealing the highest good of the situation for you. You know me, you guys. Here is a quote that I love for you. It's an anonymous quote. The ego wants quantity, but the soul wants quality. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a production of A Really Good Home Podcasts with me, Erica Aleniak. And I'd like to give a special thank you to my team at ARG Podcasts. Sound editing from Stella Valenti. Thank you to my producer, Katie Politanoff, my studio producer, Ben Wilkins, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. And a special thanks this week to Paramount Pictures and Polygram Music for the use of summer nights. 
and also a special, special thanks to Olivier Newton-John and John Travolta and Grease, who I love, to Warner Brothers for the clip from The Great Race, and last but absolutely not least, to Eckhart Tolle TV and Eckhart Teachings, Inc., my absolute leader, metaphysical teacher, um, Eckhart Tolle, the great master himself. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being such an inspiration for me. All right, guys, bye.